So have you guys ever seen the Boondock Saints? I think I've seen parts of them. You guys have completely failed me as friends. I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've seen it. (laughs) So there's a scene in there where they're crawling through um, some air ducts. And uh, they're going to, um, you know, basically assassinate the Russian mob. And as they're crawling through the air ducts, they're fighting. Uh, it's two brothers. You know, they're, they're fighting with each other. And they end up uh, falling through the air duct and through the ceiling where they then get caught by some rope around their ankles. And then they manage to, like, spin around upside down and kill everyone in the room. Really cool scene. <laughs> it's, uh, wow. it's, it's a super cool scene. It's an awesome movie. Um, but I was thinking about that because there always seems to be, like, that scene in an action movie where somebody tumbles through the ceiling into some sort of altercation. And... Uh, it always makes for a good action shot, and it's usually pretty pretty humorous to a degree and pretty awesome to a degree. Well, what if, let's just hypothetically here, what if um, a large animal of some sort fell through the ceiling? Actually, you had that happen with a raccoon, Bill. Yes, I did. <laughs> but, yes, uh, I had about a 20-pound raccoon <laughs> fall through my kitchen ceiling. So uh, what if that happens? So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but that'll set you up for something that we've got lined up in our new segment today. Um, So this is episode 16 of TDI Live. I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. And I'm Heather. And you are listening to Tie-Dyed Iguana's one and only podcast, TDI Live. Like a fool headed out to the land of flies You whispered a prayer So what's going on new in the world of Tide Iguana? Well, big thing right now, we've got Black Friday coming up next Friday. Um, those of you that have shopped Black Friday here before, um, we do tend to have some pretty ridiculous deals. I'm hesitant to leak what's going to come out yet. Actually, you guys don't even know what's going to come out. Stephanie's the only one that knows right now. Um, I kind of know the... Well, I'm not going to leak it. Well, I, I don't maybe not product, but I know kind of how you do things like, you know, the first... You know, uh, an hour or so, don't then you have it. this. Don't leak then, it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you have different things yeah, for different throughout hours the day. of the day. Exactly. So um, that's a big one that we're working on. Um, if you are not on our email list, you need to be on our email list. You can sign up in the store or on our website. Um, the Black Friday deals will go out the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. They will also, uh, or the day before Thanksgiving, I should say. So next Wednesday. They're also going to go out Thanksgiving Day. Um, and then that'll probably be it. And then we'll open at normal time on Friday, um, 9 a.m. And um, it's typically pandemonium. Oh, um, there may or may not be some free food and alcohol that day, too. We haven't really decided yet. But that would start around noon. So Miss Stephanie will be in charge of that if that happens. But, um, but yeah, Black Friday's been a big one. Last weekend, we did go to the uh, first Show Me Snakes show in Davenport, Iowa. Um, the show was a good show. It was, uh, it was a very challenging show for us. Uh, the venue was not very conducive to the way we like to set up. Um, Eric and I ended up having to break down our pallets of tanks. And I don't know if I told you guys this. We had to unload them by hand, carry them in. Oh, oh it was terrible. No. Oh, wow. Dude, it took us two hours to set up where usually we can do it in 45 minutes. Wow. Um, and then to get it all out of there, it was a similar situation. So it was tough. It was So there wasn't like no delivery entrances or anything where you could just roll stuff in well there was the there was two problems with it so there was a set of double doors where we could have rolled it in um the problem was that ramp was probably damn near a 35 degree angle 
So oh. that was a challenge. And you, I don't know if you've seen how tall these skids are of tanks, but they're oh, no, they're pushing them. the limit. They're like seven yeah. foot. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then at the top of the ramp, right before you go in, there was about a two-inch lip of oh. concrete. Oh. So you have to lift the pallet jack up, up over that. Over. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that Dude, with a bunch of tanks. No, man. No. It was... It crossed my mind and Eric's mind to do it. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, man, screw this. And then so what made it even worse, too, was the venue was on a pretty steep hill on top of that. So I parked at the bottom of the hill. Oh, no. <laughs> so we had to push it all up the hill. But it was it was a really fun show. Um, we had a good time. Uh, there was a bar in the show, which was really cool. Um, we discovered a uh, tequila shot mixed with pickle juice. Ugh. See, No, actually. Stephanie, do you want to comment on this? Ew. Yeah, it was. Well, uh, I don't drink. Stephanie so shook her head. Any now. alcohol is bleh to me. Well, so. it completely changed the shot. You you really couldn't even taste the tequila, and it was um, I don't know, it was really neat. So we went out for Debbie's birthday yesterday, and um, to Show Me's in Fairview, mm, Show Me's. Oh boy! And I did tequila with pickle juice. So uh, it's a it's a really neat spin on the tequila shot. But um, anyway, I digress. I don't know where I'm going with this. I guess that's what's going on in the world of Tide Out Iguana. So we had that show Black Friday coming up next week. Um, the Show Me Snakes show in St. Louis is December 1st, so that's right around the corner. Um, I did add 65 new SKUs to our inventory last week, which will all be arriving this week, so it's all our new aquatic stuff. We've, um, you know, discontinued a ton of aquatic stuff to get new aquatic stuff, and all that older aquatic stuff, uh, that hasn't moved will actually be going out on clearance, like, tomorrow, I think. So, that is what's new in the world of Tide Out Iguana. Um, anything new going on in your world, Heather, sitting at your desk? Not really. No? Eating cookies? Did you eat any of those cookies yet this morning? No. No? I know Bill did. Mm-hmm. So one of the gals up here, her mom likes to bake, and she's been taking requests for cookies, and Bill put in a request for, what are they, oatmeal raisin? Oatmeal, oatmeal raisin. raisin cookies. Yeah, so she came I got in, my own personal bag. Yeah, I heard bag. you got a full gallon yeah. bag. I got like half a gallon bag. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everybody's getting cookies. And she's taking requests, so... Yeah. I don't know if you guys have any requests. Well, you to... ought to request the uh, white chocolate macadamia nuts. I thought about it, but, but I feel are bad. Macadamia are nuts expensive. are expensive. Well, and that's why I feel kind of bad. That's why yeah. I don't want to request something like that. Because if she made them from scratch, like, I almost feel like I should compensate her for that. So, I don't know. Mm, cookies. Yeah, that's my favorite cookie for sure. All right. So, uh, Heather, tell us a little bit about what is going on in China right now. Or what happened in China. All right, so one of their uh, workers at the spa in China, he was apparently inspecting the different rooms in the spa, Mm -hmm. and he found a 13-foot-long, 40-pound Burmese python on the floor that had just fallen through a huge hole in the ceiling. It, like, crashed through the ceiling. So he found it after it fell, or was he, like, in the room and then it Uh, fell? They found it after it fell. He walked in, and there it was. And uh, apparently this this python had been living in the ceiling for, for like 10 years because they had seen it throughout the years, but were never able to catch it. And it's uh, so fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. a 13-foot Burmese, only 40 pounds, it must have been really thin because April was about 14, and I bet you she was close to 120, 150. Well, but maybe too. I mean, you know how it is with snakes. Like, everybody has, like, this crazy guesstimate. I mean, people right. all the time, they're like, yeah, I got this eight-foot snake, and they come in, and it's, like, 18 inches. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're off. But uh, yeah. same with weight. True. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the question. Can you define spa? 
because I hear Chinese and spa in the same sentence, and I'm really curious as to what type of establishment this was. Uh, they didn't give much details on what okay. it was. It wasn't like a red light spa, like where they have a little red light bulb that stays turned on. Yeah, on like I don't special think so. Massages. I think this yeah. was. I think this was a legit place. It wasn't like. Well, I mean, those are legit places. They're just legitimate whorehouses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a pretty prevalent thing in Asia and in America, I guess. I was just kind of curious. Um, or, um, yeah, anyway, I digress. So, Bill, tell us about your raccoon incident, because that's what I thought of when I saw this. Oh, well, it was a few years back, and it was about 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I heard this loud noise, and I, I swear to God, it sounded like somebody kicking in my front door. So I grabbed my pistol, and I went out there to see, you know, okay, who's who's breaking into my house and I seen all this crap on my kitchen floor, like insulation and pieces of wood and drywall. And I look up, and it was raining, and apparently they had chewed a hole in my roof, and it had gotten the drywall wet. And I don't know how long it, that hole had been there, but it, it got wet enough to where when the raccoon walked on it, he fell through. And I was like, crap, you know, and I, I thought, well, the water just, you know, got it wet, and it you know, it fell. I didn't realize until a few minutes later that there was a <laughs> raccoon in my house. So how'd you deal with that? Oh, it was very cautious. Um, I, cause I mean, I, I mean, I was sleeping. So I, I, were you wearing your slippers and your camouflage no, swim trunks? I no. thought, I thought you took a broom or something. I did. I had, I yeah, had this thing to block me like this Forced piece of wood. Style. And then I had a broom like a shield and, uh, I can imagine. When I went, I went and opened the front door and, you know, latched it so it stayed open. And I looked for it. It was gone. So I was looking for it, and I found it. It was in the back room by the back door, which there's no way I could have opened the door because he was right there by it. So I started to put the broom by him, and, oh, he went ballistic on that broom. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to get bit. So I kind of shoot him, and he went out. And it was hilarious because he, like, I guess he's seen the front door open. He just waddled out like, you know, I was letting out my pet raccoon to go potty, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, crap, so I had to clean up the mess and then patch the roof and, and stuff like that. Hmm. But, no, I had raccoons living in my ceiling for quite a while. And I couldn't figure out how they were getting in. And then when they put the new roof on, the uh, when they roof. tore the shingles and, and the paper and all that off, um, whoever did the roof before, there was, like, gaps in between the boards, like, some like four or five inches oh, wow. so whoever did that did a really half-assed job and they did a, you know they sealed it up pretty good so no raccoons in my house anymore but i could just like i'm trying to like picture this like bill in the middle of the night in the middle of a thunderstorm oh and, i was ready to shoot something and uh, i was like something's <laughs> coming falls into the house something's coming like, in I to kill me it. He right. showed me a video of. I think he showed took a video of it and. You showed, took a video of it. I had it. I had a video on YouTube for a while. I think I took it down, <laughs> but I still got it. I mean, I could repost so it. So you stopped to take time to video <laughs> this raccoon. Well, I. You know what? I wish I would have videoed it while you know while I was looking for the raccoon and trying to get him out because it probably would have went viral. Yeah, it probably would have actually. Yeah. You might have been able to retire and. Yeah, I would have. Would have been hilarious. Well, especially I don't, if you're wearing your slippers. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't monetize my stuff on YouTube because I don't want their dirty money. Yeah, you do. Everybody wants dirty and, uh, money. I'll take their but, dirty uh, money. And then plus, I don't really, I don't know. 
my quality of videos are not that great. I just do them on my phone. I haven't done a video in well, a while. Well, it doesn't have to be good quality, man. People just have to watch it. Do you remember yeah. that video of that chick with the Chewbacca mask that was like cracking oh, up? Oh, yeah. All that was was a selfie on her phone. Yeah. She was just shooting a video of her cracking up with a Chewbacca mask. Yeah, and, and that went like... viral, and she ended up doing talk shows and all kinds of stuff. Dude, that video was hilarious. Oh, it was. And was she got mad. like tons of money for it, too. Yeah, they gave her like a year's Product. supply of Chewbacca masks. Yeah, it was crazy. So she could wear one each day. Like a new Chewbacca mask each day. Well, she bought it for her kid, and then after a while, she said, "I'm not. My kid's not getting." Yeah, it. I was like, "This I'm is my Chewbacca this. mask." <laughs> yeah, there's there's been things that I've definitely bought for myself that should be for my kids, but a Chewbacca mask was not one of them. Yeah. So yeah, I never had anything fall through my roof, but there's the story I'd kind of touched on in the past that I might as well just tell now. But uh, you know, I show up to work one day. It's the middle of winter, and uh, <laughs> I go out back to come over and unlock the warehouse, and I see water bubbling up out of the ground. And I'm like, man, what's going on? Oh, was that in the winter? Yeah, it was in the winter. Yes, yeah. it was okay. cold. And so I'm like kind of like crouched down a little bit, like kind of walking up to it, trying to find out why this water's bubbling out of the ground. And right about that moment is when the asphalt gave way underneath my feet because yeah. a water pipe had froze and broken and eroded all the dirt away, and it was like this hollow shell. Yeah. And uh, it was, oh, dude, it was so cold. And we caught it on camera. Yeah, and we caught yeah. it on camera, and it was awesome. I remember it. I, was... I think that might be on Facebook out there somewhere. I don't know if yeah. Stephanie put it up or I put it up, but uh, it was you hilarious. You see him slamming yeah. down to the ground. like Ooh. It was like 2010, maybe, Ish. 11. I don't know. It was a while ago. It was already went up to above your knee, didn't it? it was, oh, Stella Born? Oh, yeah, it was right. like almost to his waist, I think. Checking their leg every time. Yeah, because I left a scar. Well, because I remember, because at that time in the morning, nothing was open, so I called the police department, because I'm like, well, who do I call? And I'm like, hey, man. Like, I didn't know how bad it was. I was like, dude, a Somebody semi might come through here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they was. And it ended up, when they dug it out, it was a pretty good-sized hole. It was probably yeah. 10 foot across, yeah. 8 or 10 foot across, because it eroded out so much. And uh, since it broke on the other side of my meter, I wasn't responsible, but it broke right at the meter. Yeah. And if it would have broke, like, inside the meter, I would have had to pay for that. Oh, yeah. Dude. That's silly. Those are fighting words, is what that is. Like, I didn't put that pipe in the ground. It's a yeah. landlord problem, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, no kidding. So, anyway, snakes falling through the ceiling. So, <laughs> cool. Well, that sounds like that would have been a party. Um, all right, so let's move on to the reptile myth of the week. Um, the myth is you can keep baby lizards and snakes with their parents. Well, I guess technically you can. Depends. But you shouldn't for no. various reasons. Um one is the sheer size. You know, if you took a baby Burmese python and put it with an adult female Burmese python, it's going to get smashed. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, eventually. Um, I mean, if they incubate their eggs, the babies hatch, and that's it. They kind of move on. Well, yeah, they kind of hang out around the female for, you know, maybe a week or so, and then they just kind of disperse yeah. into the jungle. Well, the biggest problem, I think, is doing it in captivity. So take that snake instance. You know, outdoors, they've got room to move around and finagle, but right. imagine doing that in, like, a 40-gallon breeder tank. You know, yeah. with an adult snake and babies are going to smash each other. Um, but lizards, you know, it gets even more interesting. I mean. Have you ever seen how our adult beard dragons react when they see the babies? Yeah, they want to eat them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And they will. And they will. Yeah. Very yeah, happily, too. We had that too. issue. We had that incidence with the one um, that I guess was a little bit bigger than the other ones. They were babies what was this bearded dragons yeah yeah and he like this. grabbed him by the head and he just like chomped oh, his head yeah i remember that yeah, yeah. and it was like like yeah, this was like other. and he was trying to swallow and there's no way he could have swallowed him yeah and uh mm. i came and got heather and she kind of bill was like heather heather help me help yeah. me heather yeah. like, heather look at this yeah no lizards will eat each other they'll cannibalize yeah. each other if they fit it in their mouth they'll eat it and uh I same think thing crusted with... geckos might be one that won't do that 
I don't probably know. Less I don't know. That might be less likely, but at the yeah. end of the day, man, if a lizard's reptiles well, I know gargoyle geckos will eat each yeah. other. And they're in the same family, Rachidactylus. No, the main point is they, they, you know, the parents, they don't care if it's their baby or not. They're yeah. going to eat it. No, they don't have maternal instincts. Right. No. They just, right. they, they breed to reproduce and then they move on and it's almost like they forgot it even happened. I think the shingleback skinks are maternal. Yeah. And there the blue tongues might be too. I can't yeah, remember. There might be a few, but. Aren't uh, prehensile tails? That might maternal. be also, might be yeah. one too. But it's far and few between, so. No, it's just like, yeah, they're just like a, a handful. Can you that. imagine putting a baby Pac-Man frog with its parent? Oh, yeah. Oh, be it'd gone. be gone. Yeah. They eat each other at the same size. Oh, yeah. Right, they'll yeah. try. And then, yeah. Yeah. We've had that happen a bunch of times. Oh, God. That's why I only ever put two at a time together. Yeah. So. I, I found when we do three, they'll eat each other. Two, they're generally okay. Yeah, as long as they're the same size. Yeah. yeah. And even then, sometimes they'll still eat each other. I remember we had that um, that red-tailed catfish. I think it was trying to <laughs> swallow another red-tailed cat. Do you guys remember that? Or it was either it, that or it was like a loach or something. It was know. something insane. But like it, there was no way it was going to be able to swallow the other fish. They were like the exact same size. And it ended up spitting it out. Think of what that was. Or uh, that so, Mexican black king that oh, ate the African house snake. Yes. And uh, Sean put them in the same tank because he wasn't yes. paying attention. And they were they were the same size and it ate it and then died. Yeah. And then the other, yeah, the, uh, the king snake ended up dying a couple days later. Yeah. yeah. At least that was before Mexican black king snakes were worth a fortune. Yeah. They were like $50 snakes back then. Yeah. Remember when the Vietnamese centipede climbed into the rosehair tarantula cage and ate it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yep. I remember. Oh, we had to man. change the way we kept the and they, uh, yeah. And that died too because <laughs> centipedes will eat themselves to death quick. What other, what other fun? What other fun well, we had, a, we had a Vietnamese centipede crawl into a uh, $200 king baboon. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Enclosure and in ate that and and yeah. both died obviously uh. yeah that was that was sucked i was like really i, I was actually a little disappointed i kind of hoped the king baboon would take it out but it's they're too uh, armored, i'll tell you man. what well centipedes are so i mean they can move maneuver so yeah. quick they're and, built to kill and i would think the toxin on the centipede would be more than the king baboon oh absolutely but uh, i held a centipede once before i knew how toxic they were <laughs> that was yeah. like in the first year of tie-dye I was like, oh, this must be like a millipede. <laughs> Actually, a, a friend of mine that was helping out at the time, he held it. And so I'm like, oh, well, this must be safe. Well, I've seen yeah, people right. do it on, on, you know, they have videos on it. And it's like. It's not worth the risk. It's like no, Russian it's roulette. like, well, you know, then <laughs> somebody okay. that's not really. Their venom is as well so as nasty. Knowledgeable. You know, they think, oh, I'm going to get this centipede and hold it and this and that. And then they get tagged. And then, you know, they go through all the horrendous things with that comes with you know after getting bit hmm. yeah have you can you think of anything else that's eaten it's eaten each other around um, here i can't think of anything else that's been like crazy like that those are the ones that stick with me yeah oh well so i'm sure there's other ones um moral of the story do not put first of all don't mix species yeah i mean it can be done under certain circumstances but for the most part just don't do it and then secondly, if you are going to keep two of the same species in the same tank, they need to be of similar size, and you typically really do need to pay special attention to the sex ratio. So, yeah. um, you know, never two mature males. Uh, generally, a male and a female or two females or something like that. But there's always well, exceptions. Like, and then dart frogs, like the uh, tink taurus, like a lot of the females will, you can only really keep one female, like keep a pair or... You know, a couple of males to a female, but the females usually are the ones that are more aggressive to each other. 
and it's more of a dominant thing that they basically stress the one female until she basically just doesn't eat and pretty much dies. But all right, so uh, we're gonna move on, and uh, this may be the last time that I I call this segment this. We'll see. We'll talk about it in a moment. But uh, for for now, we're gonna move on to Bill's conspiracy corner. And the reason I say we might change the name is because I've been coming up with the damn conspiracies, Bill. What the hell? Yeah. Well, I finally got internet, <laughs> which was really weird. Because... I was going to start calling it Matt's conspiracy theory. Yeah. O'Leary. And I looked. Makes me weary. Past couple days at stuff, and it's either stuff that's way too. Well, I've got something if you don't. Um, because this is not. Well, Matt's no, I don't really have anything of because you don't. it's just the stuff Bill. that's either boring <laughs> and not really that interesting, or it's like so horrendous that it's better not to be. Yeah, talked let's stay about. away from the horrendous stuff. I know you yeah, really no. like the gore. Well, no, I don't really care for it. I just You're just attracted. I would. I I'd like knowing what's going on, or what's but possibly it's a conspiracy. going on. Yeah, there but you go. as far as the general public, a lot of it is very. You know, when you're dealing with babies and children and so bad stuff happening to what them, do you I don't think really enjoy it. about the claim that the moon is not actually the moon, but it is an alien-made satellite, um, and life was put on Earth from that satellite? Well, I don't Have believe in aliens, but I'll entertain the idea. Um, <laughs> How do you not believe in aliens? I see that's I the part I still can't wrap my head around. I just like, don't. don't. So what are it. like what are UFO sightings? Like what is that? I think it's our own technology. Really? Yeah. That they're just not saying nothing. I don't. I can't give mankind that much credit, man. I don't know. Well, it's... You've seen E.T., haven't you? No. What? Actually, no, i never seen E.T. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw Close Encounters. That was a great one. No, i never seen E.T. You need to. That's I've a good never movie. Seen um, so we, uh, back in the day when um, I was in probably college, Stephanie and I worked at the YMCA. And uh, what was it called? Was it Parents Night Out where they would show a movie? Yeah, so they had this thing called Parents' Night Out, and they would show a movie to all the kids, and somebody chose E.T. Seems harmless, right? It's been a long time since I've seen that. Uh, that movie is not really appropriate for kids, language-wise. No. Really? Yeah. I was like, holy crap, we have like little kids, and they're like kindergartners. And, uh, not to mention, uh, it's kind of like, tra- said the ending is kind of traumatizing. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, circling back around. So, um, mm. all right, so let's entertain the idea that, that aliens are real. Um what are your thoughts on the moon basically being an alien structure? Yeah, well, they've um, you know they've launched missiles and stuff into the surface of the moon to you know for test or whatever you know I guess find out how the particles disperse like into space or whatever. But um, I know there was one uh, thing Eric had mentioned this where the the moon resonated like made like a sound for a few minutes after they launched it. He said it resonated like a bell for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, which, how do they know it resonated like a bell? Was anybody there to hear it? I don't know. Yeah. Unless they, you know, they registered like the sound waves coming off of it. That's the only thing I can think of. But I did see a video a while back where they're talking like, um, planets have their own sound. Yeah. And everything emits a frequency. Right. And, and it was actually, really cool because it was it was almost like music it wasn't like um nasa did one but it was all distorted and like and i don't really i think nasa's you know they were started with a bunch of the uh nazi scientists that they brought back from germany after world war ii 
boy. But uh, yeah. Werner von Braun, and he was he was a Nazi. Then you know they worked on the uh, um, the nuclear bomb, the atom bomb. Is that Germ- Nazi Germany almost had the atom bomb before we did? Yeah, and that, uh, that would have been pretty horrendous if that would have. Oh yeah, man. He oh, he would have been <laughs> dropping them all over the planet. Oh yeah. But um, butterfly effect, man, it's crazy. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. The moon's. I think the moon is. I, I do not believe that it is alien made or man made for that matter. I I genuinely believe it. It's a moon, you know. Like, yeah. Well, I, it's it's so hard to believe that this moon was put, you know, just randomly, a per the perfect distance. You know, to stay in orbit and to, you know, affect our tides and, you know, see, all the this other stuff. Is that's why it was put there. It was put there to, put there to create life on Earth, um, you know, via its interaction with the planet. You know, basically the aliens discovered our planet, uh, realized it was in the habitable zone uh, to our star, and uh, like, hey, let's, let's go put life there. You know, yeah. let's build this satellite, a.k.a. moon. Um, and then, you know, like we're a big science experiment, basically. Yeah. Science experiment gone wrong at this point, if you ask me. Well, I me. believe in creation. I just don't believe in the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but what if God created aliens? Well, if the aliens, what if the aliens are the messengers, angels? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Because, okay, this is <laughs> that's going. Getting deep yeah, now. that's one well, way to put it. it. And you probably know this, but Aleister Crowley, he conjured Ooh, I love up Crowley. these, um, what he called archons, and they mm-hmm. looked really like the greys. And this was way before aliens was ever a thing. You know, he drew a picture of them, and, but they were demonic spirits is what he conjured up. And he called them, like I said, he called them archons. But they looked just like the, the grey aliens that everybody says that they see, so... I mean, honestly, I think it's demonic spirits and demonic entities that that people are probably seeing. Do you remember, I had showed you this years ago when you first started working here, that whole deal with the Boleskine House and Aleister Crowley? Does that ring a bell? It vaguely does. So the Boleskine House is a, actually it's burned down now, but um, it's a house on Lake Loch Ness. And okay. uh, Aleister Crowley had it at one point. And I guess it was like perfectly positioned to um, do what you know he did. Those of you that don't know who Aleister Crowley was, um, he was uh, he was a I guess you could say he was a real life wizard or magician. Yeah, he was um, a Satanist. Big uh, he was he wasn't a Satanist. He uh, I don't know. I guess that's debatable. I don't believe he was a Satanist, but uh, we can he, debate uh, that some other time. But he yeah, he, he did worked bad stuff to kids well, he, too. <laughs> well, he practiced high magic, which is different than low magic. Your low magic is like what you see in like your common like. Um, you know, witchcraft and Wiccan circles, you know, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do a money spell so I can have some money this Friday. High magic, you're, um, you know, you're working with the powers of the universe. Right. So anyway, um, he had invoked uh, some sort of high-level angel or spirit into the Boleskine house. And um, they said that, like, you could see, like, track. He had put sand, like, all out on this balcony. And you could see tracks in the balcony to, like, show it was there. Long story short, he never banished it. Yeah. And, um you know, ended up leaving it, like, in, in this house. And uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, years later, um, Jimmy Page ended up buying the oh, house. Oh, is he the, okay, because yeah. I knew Jimmy Page had bought that, and... Jimmy Page bought it just because and, of its uh, history. John Bonham died there, I think. Okay, yeah, I don't know. So they, and I heard that that was, they thought that that was, because he was the original drummer for Led Zeppelin. Okay. Um, but they think that Jimmy Page did this ritual, and basically he was the sacrifice. Well, Crawley is, is who invoked the spirit, and... Yeah. Um, yeah, supposedly never left. Now, sometime in very recent history, you know, within the last five or ten years, um, the house has burned down. I don't know how it happened, um, but it is, quote-unquote, for sale. Basically, the burned-down ruins on the property of this house on Lake Loch Ness. So um, was it more, was that a house, or was it more like a castle? Um, I, I would say more like a mansion. Well, not okay. really a castle, but it was, it was not like what you and I know as a house. You okay. know, it wasn't 1,500 square feet on a quarter-acre lot with... Yeah. You know, fucking hedges. Yeah. <laughs> Butting up to the neighbor's house six inches off their property line. Yeah. No, it was, um, it was, I don't think medieval is the right word by any means, but it was an older, larger right. estate. So. Definitely a couple hundred years old. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, so that is what I think about the moon. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our game. We've got a game that Stephanie brought in today. Um, Stephanie, you're going to have to divvy these up here, but you've passed the, um, your hands are probably way cleaner than anybody else in here. But you've passed the wrapper over to Heather. So, Heather, what what's getting ready to happen? Well, we're going to play a game of Russian roulette with zombie Skittles. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, we're going to play Russian roulette. So, does it say what the flavors are? Okay, so there's uh, different flavors, but in any of, the fl- of <laughs> any of the flavors, it could be uh, a rotten zombie flavor. Mm. But we've got blood red berry... Uh, berry. Boogeyman Blackberry. Blackberry. Chilling Black Cherry. Cherry. Mummified Melon. Melon. And Petrifying Citrus. Orange. Punch. Punch. Yeah. Okay, what are the gross flavors? It, it, there's this one that's called Rotten Zombie. Oh, that's it? There's yeah. this one. It's Yeah, it's like... It's, so it could be disguised it, as any of them? The flavor of, them. of any, rot. Any color could What does be. a rotten zombie taste like? I don't know. I've never I really don't know. It's probably what it tastes like if you kiss someone with meth mouth. It probably yeah. just tastes Blech. gross. <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to spit it out? Don't do it. Heather said she might spit it out. I told her she couldn't. Yeah, so we each get one. Oh, we each get two. Three. Three. Maybe one of each color. How many are we eating? Yeah, I think that's plenty. Probably one of each color. We can try one of each color. Okay. How about that? All right. There you go. Stephanie. Stephanie doesn't say much. Stephanie, why don't you say hello to the <sighs> TDI Live audience? you got a mic right there in front of you. She won't do it. Stephanie doesn't public speak, even when it's being pre-recorded and there's technically no audience. Thank you. What are you giving us more for? There's five colors. I'm a candy junkie. I'll just eat a handful of Skittles. Like, there's five colors. So we're supposed to eat these one at a time, or what yeah, are we supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. You can tell. Otherwise, so everybody can hear us too. Chelsea, are you eating some zombie Skittles? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's making Chelsea What do color it do you guys too. want to eat first? How about blue? Blue? Blue. All right. What, should we wait for Chelsea? No, fuck it. Yeah. No. It smells good. Yeah, you're eating blue first. All right, so blue Skittle. I'm not going to chew into the mic. Nom. <laughs> hmm. Mine tastes like a blueberry. Mine tastes like blueberry. Mine does not taste like blueberry. <laughs> Uh-oh. What does it taste like? Meth mouth? Okay, you, got- you must have got the zombie one. Yeah, it tastes like... It tastes like natural gas. Oh, God. It tastes like, like, you know, like if you're trying to kill yourself and you stick your head into a <laughs> uh, a gas oven. It tastes like suicide. It, it tastes like oh, that no. smells. So, so, yeah, that one was pretty nasty. 
Oh, God. That reminds me of something, but I'll, I'll eat the I'm next scared. one. What color do you guys want? I got purple in front of me. Whoa. Yeah, it's... Take a hit of that Mountain it's Dew. It's still Lincoln. Lingering. Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. Lincoln rye. Which, which one? Purple? I just ate purple, and it doesn't taste like suicide. So... Okay. Mine tastes good. Mine tastes fine. There's this liquor called Malort. You guys remember the Malort? And it's a, a liqueur from Chicago. And it came out during Prohibition time. And basically, they were trying to pass it off as like a medicine so that you could drink it. And um, it's got like this whole cult following around it. And when people describe the taste of Malort, they describe it like you just did. They'll say that it tastes like, um, you know, your father beating you as a child. Or <laughs> it tastes like Band-Aids and condoms. Like, it's all this terribleness. So that's what it reminded me of. So, Malort. So nobody got a rotten one. I haven't yet, no. What's next? Orange? I see a finger in the orange. Orange. Uh-oh. Man, I'm three for three. Mine tastes like orange. Mine tastes like orange. Hmm. Oh, if, it's, if you get a rotten one, you'll know it. Yeah, there's no mistake? Yeah, I don't think No, I, you'll be able to I tell. ain't get it either. I just want to see Heather get one. Oh, no. <laughs> see if she can stomach it. Do you have a drink? Yeah, I yeah. got water. I'm going with red. I'm afraid. I don't want to do it. Uh-oh. Nope. Doesn't taste like Malort. <laughs> nope. Tastes like red. What's wrong with your face? Did you get it? No. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. I got one left. I think I should, like, stop all in my head. But I'm going to eat it anyway because Skittles are amazing. Mm, I love it Skittles. It tastes good. Yeah. So all you out there get to listen to us chew. Yep, that tastes like. He more. got it. He, he got <laughs> it. He got the last gas. one. Oh yeah, god. Is, uh... Did you get two oh yeah. Okay. Woo! <laughs> did you? Did Chelsea get it? Oh, I need some water. No. Right, Woo! Okay. Oh god. That was like broccoli. That's what the green tastes like. Rotten broccoli. That was good. She's so scared. You'll know it. No. No. Hmm. Yeah, it's undistinguishable. I mean. It's, it's, you'll know it. Yeah, that was, um, nope. not the way I wanted to end that. <laughs> yeah, all right, um, oh man, it's lingering for sure. I think so these I think two need just... to eat, eat them until they get one. That's no, <laughs> no, I really well, don't have the they, they can eat it off the, off the show, but, okay. uh, Steph, you want to eat some? No, you don't want some zombie Skittles? Yeah, it was. Yeah, let's see what Stephanie Those were gets. delicious. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were. Was... Actually, even the rot wasn't, there's was still Skittle rot. I got blueberry. It just yeah. tastes like a rotten Skittle. No, it, it no. tasted mine like... Tasted, uh, mine, mine didn't taste like natural gas. It was like broccoli. It was like a... Uh, Maybe that's it. Like rotten broccoli. Yeah, like... Probably just tasting mush. Like liquid broccoli that's been sitting in the sun for a while. It was like one of those like hot sulfur farts. That's what it is. It's oh, a sulfur it. taste. Oh, she got it. Stephanie yeah, got it's like it. Yeah, sulfur it taste. Like you. Yeah. Tastes like the smell of cappy. Yeah. It tastes like the smell of cappy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, the regret. It's so, so a Malort commercial. <laughs> when, we're, when we're done with this, i got to show you guys the Malort commercial. It is hilarious. Yeah, it is so funny. All right, guys. Oh, no. well, um, oh Stephanie. Yeah, so uh, I think that kind of wraps it up. So I told you what was going on in the world of TDI. Um, if anybody out there wants to make me white chocolate macadamia nut cookies, feel free, but do me a favor. Drop them off with my name on them so no one else eats them. <laughs> yeah, because they will get eight. So... Yeah, you will. You'll be my personal hero. Um, and if it's if it's for Bill, uh, what oatmeal raisin? What are your or or stuff? the white chocolate macadamia? I like yeah. those. Okay, I just so, oatmeal raisin. Oatmeal raisin is my 
So white my chocolate favorite. macadamia nut in two packages. One says Bill, the other says Matt. Yeah, those are. I'll eat nuts, those so. occasionally, but because just because the macadamia nuts are expensive. You'll eat it just because they're expensive. No, I said that's why I don't eat them oh. that much. <laughs> you said you'll eat it just because they're expensive. No, no, I don't no. give a shit what this tastes like. It's expensive. No macadamia. Bill, these nuts. were expensive Skittles. Is yeah. that why you ate them? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, don't crawl through Bill's attic when it's raining because nope. you'll fall into his house and then be face to face with him. Um, <laughs> with a pistol pointed at you, <laughs> or an AK, or a shotgun. The or... moon has something to do with Aleister Crowley summoning demons, and zombie Skittles taste like sulfur ass. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. Um, next week we will record on the same day. I guess it'll be released on Thanksgiving. Or are you going to release it a day early? I don't know. I don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. Would, yeah. It yeah, might. people are. Yeah. You'll see it next week. So we record <laughs> every could, Wednesday. Release. She could record it or post it to where it records. Yeah, it might post a little bit early next week. We'll see. Can you schedule the post? Yeah. Like, okay, we'll schedule. It'll be released next Thanksgiving. So while you're sitting around the family dinner table, queue up TDI Live and uh, see what kind of conversation that brings. So While you're eating your pumpkin pie. Yeah. And drinking your Malort. So thank you for joining us. I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. And I'm Heather. And we got Miss Stephanie and Chelsea in the room, too. Um, you just listened to TDI Live. You can find us on everything. Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iTunes, YouTube. Stitcher. Stitcher. We'll see you next time. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Tie-Dyed Iguana's podcast, TDI Live. And don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thetdi.com. Something told me deep inside, wherever you go.